0: I'm about to tell you the most profound thing you've heard all day. So astounding, I've hesitated in even telling you. But you must be told. Are you ready? You are not a fish. That was a lot to drop in your lap, so I'll give you a moment, but you're not a fish. I hope this comes as no surprise, but stick with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. There is much debate surrounding this quote as to whether or not Einstein in fact said it. In further reading of its history, the idea about schools for animals has been around for over a hundred years, reaching back to a post in the Journal of Education in 1898. The essay was written under the pen name Aesop Jr., who was later identified as Amos Dober of Tufts, a prominent physicist and inventor. In short, the essay pointed out how absurd it is to use a single standard to assess how bright or of value a student was. His essay, and I'm paraphrasing here, went on to say how each animal should be able to do one thing as well as the others. If an animal such as an eagle had great wings, but short legs, the focus was teaching the bird to use its legs more and to fly only for recreation, for fun. Of course, this is all fictitious, but the animals in this school that would not submit to the training, but continued to use their natural talents as they had been given were dishonored. Called narrow-minded, and were mocked. No one was allowed to graduate from that school unless he or she could climb, swim, run, and fly, at a level set forth by the school. The time it took the duck to learn how to run hindered into his swimming time for the test, and was thereby yelled at and punished so embarrassingly so that he left completely humiliated. A fish cannot run on land as much as a rabbit cannot do the backstroke. So how is it you and I individually created with our own unique abilities and worth continually chase after what we've never meant to be in the first place? You are not a fish. You are a beautiful Incredibly gifted, uniquely made person in this world would not be the same without you. I'm glad you're here. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Imagine what that fish in school felt like. At the end of every day, going back to his dorm room, tossing the backpack on the floor, face-planting the pillow on its bed. I hate running. Why can't I just be a fish? I swim. I'm a fish. Filling the lowest of lows at the bottom of the tank, he opens the bag of goldfish chips and eats the entire thing. I'm worthless, he says. I can't even run. Self-worth is a mysterious thing. It often gets lost in the sauce with self-esteem. They're closely related, and together they can make the sauce super yummy, but understanding the difference between the two is important. They're separate, but they go hand in hand. Self-esteem comes from the outside. You score the winning shot. uh, aced an exam, or painted your kitchen you've always been wanting to paint. Self-esteem is usually the result of an event or an experience. Again it comes from the outside. Self-worth comes from within. It's believing in your own worth, even if you did miss the winning shot, or you got a B-minus, or your kitchen still has wallpaper from 1980. which actually is back in style so kudos to you for procrastinating self-worth is you saying i am me i know who i am and i love and believe in who i am without attaching any external stipulations such as talents looks or abilities you are simply comfortable being who you are and sometimes that's not always easy the rating game episode 9 of comment down podcast i talk about the pitfalls of rating ourselves to others and how it stops you from the life potential you have but a listener wrote in asking if i would speak more on self-worth and how to be at peace with who you are as a person one of the first ways of doing this is by understanding that externals such as things relationships careers or even your appearance. These are not measures of self-worth. Your career may be an identity you hold to, but it does not dictate your worth as a person. Your talents and achievements from that career may motivate you to further your pursuits, but that is self-esteem, not worth. Again, self-esteem being what you do self-worth being who you are. Imagine a surgeon and a restaurant waiter standing next to each other in an everyday clothes. Is one better person than the other? No, not at all. Had you seen the surgeon in scrubs and a waiter with an apron, then we tend to judge which of the two is best, but without the label, without the identifier, a person is a person. in understanding your externals don't define you another way of boosting self-worth is by silencing our inner voice that is constantly pointing out our weakness our mistakes our inability to live to others standards going back to the fish and the rabbit if the fish is solely focusing on its ability to run as fast as the rabbit the fish will have lived a wasted life and hopes of living the life of the rabbit. The decisions you will make in trying to live up to the expectations of another will only frustrate you, setting you up for disappointment after disappointment, as the life you were made to be will be lost in trying to be something you were never meant to be. Rather than comparing your worth by other standards, take the time to write out your own, what you know to be your loves, your passions, your interests, what feeds you internally and emotionally. A fish was born to swim, to grace the current with ease as it moves effortlessly. And while you may not be a fish, You too, however, will have the confidence of being who you are in your own environment when comparisons end and self-worth begins.